Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Crash Rhythm's Play It Forward podcast. We've uh, been gone for a little bit, but we're back, full swing, um, and we are doing a little interview this week. It's going to be kind of exciting. Once again, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll find out that I, I cry pretty early on with very little prompting. <laughs> so, so look forward to that, and uh, I hope that you all have a great Thanksgiving weekend. All right. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Crash Rhythm's Play It Forward podcast. I am your host, Hillary, and I am joined today by Malcolm. What's up, guys? <laughs> Whoa. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Whoa, that was full, full VJ. That was awesome. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and in the background, your Wi-Fi network just, just crashed. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my soundbar has Alexa built in. So every time it thinks I say the name, oh. it, and then I don't have it connected to the internet. So every time it thinks I say the name, it tells me that it's not connected to the internet. And I can't turn it I off. See. So. so we're just going to deal with that. Yeah, you just have to deal with it. <laughs> It'll be like, uh, okay, so let, let's start again. Um, my name is Hillary, and we are w- with us today is Malcolm and Alexa. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, Alexa? Say hello. Alexa. I'm having trouble connecting to the internet. <laughs> Check your Wi-Fi network. <laughs> In the house. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ooh, I love that. That is so. I'm crying a little bit right now. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, okay, what a great start. So <laughs> we, uh, we haven't done a podcast in a little bit. Um, when September hit, uh, things just like my whole schedule changed and everything got a little bit crazy. I'm doing uh, more lessons now and doing some online, some virtual workshops. And we know the band is back, so we're doing all that. But here we are with another podcast. And uh, this week, we're going to do another little Q&A. These are always really fun, informative, uh, exciting, and sometimes funny. With me, it's always funny. Yeah, of course. Well, I already, I already <laughs> cried. Like a minute in, in, I've already cried. So that's great. (laughs) I just want to, I feel like I should start this since I'm already crying um, about the story of you dropping my drum table because I cannot (laughs) think about this story without laughing so hard. But based and without the visual, it won't fully do it justice. But I have a drum table. This is pre COVID. So we're hanging out in my basement. I had just got this drum table and it's uh, basically (laughs) a large circle with a tiny like kind of inlet like something that sits on top that's like a little drum pad but they're separate and then it's on a drum stand and somehow Malcolm was trying to move the table and he picked up the top part the (laughs) stand came detached and in the process of trying to grab the stand from falling over the pad fell off of the (laughs) table and then in the process of dropping the stand and trying to grab the pad the table fell out of his arms and (laughs) rolled away because it's a circular and then he went to chase it and it was just this huge comedy of errors <laughs> where everything was flying in different directions and he did not handle it gracefully at no, all. No, <laughs> not whatsoever. And it's and funny, I- like, <laughs> since you're explaining it, like, the, the, all the pieces, like, don't even line up, really. No. <laughs> in your explanation, but that's exactly how it happened. Like, it was so funny. <laughs> I, can't, I have it just, like, in, like implanted into my brain. <laughs> Forever. Forever, yeah. All right, so... <laughs> So we've done one of these uh, before with, uh, with James and James and I used to do the fun fact about this. James and I used to do these on the um, Laurier uh, music radio show mm-hmm. at Laurier, obviously. Uh, so, and they were fun. So I thought we'd bring them back for crash. So James and I did one and uh, now Malcolm and I are going to do one. So basically how it works is we have some questions for each other and we are going to ask them 
We're going to laugh. We've already cried. And then we'll discuss. <laughs> I don't know about we've already cried. Don't loop me right. into that. That okay, was just well, a you thing. Yeah, that was just a me thing. <laughs> oh, great start. Okay. So in order to break the ice, um, I'll go first. And Malcolm, my first question for you. And this was inspired by my most recent blog that I've mm-hmm. written. My question for you is, what do you think is the most transferable skill that you have gotten by, from being a drummer? You mean into like real life? In real life. So something that being a drummer you think has really helped your, you doing whatever. Um, well, actually, um, since I'm a video editor, um, you know, film and video, it's like the edit, the editing is very rhythmic, even if mm. you don't really notice it, but it's the type of thing where, um, something that can separate like a good edit and a bad edit can definitely be like the rhythm. And I find, um, I'm a lot quicker to like, in like, you know, the first cut, I'll, like, it'll have a nice rhythm kind of set up. Um, even before, you know, like going through revisions and all that type of stuff. And also like cutting um, like or editing like to music is like really easy for me because I find it's just like so ingrained in what I'm doing. And I also find too, like, let's say you're doing like a dialogue scene, like a conversation can kind of play out like a song, right? So, you know, somebody says something and then there's like a bit of a pause and the next person goes like it can kind of start to form into like its own um like rhythm i guess and you know it it, you like um i find i'm always cutting like on like a gut feeling like a gut reaction like all right now i need to see the next thing go to the next thing so i find i think that uh without drumming like i wouldn't have like that internal sense of rhythm and just like you know that internal gut feeling of when to move on to the next shot wow um dare i say that's a perfect answer uh that's awesome i i didn't expect i mean i didn't expect you to say anything like i didn't know what you were gonna say but that that was like i I I expected you to answer but (laughs) i had no clue what you were gonna say that was like that's awesome that's so true and um it you know and you guys like when you see videos uh music videos ads right Mm -hmm. um there's always a a a song in the background Mm -hmm. obviously in a music video and everything lines up with those beats right and i think people don't realize how uh you know, that that's, you almost don't realize that's a part of it until you're behind the scenes. Yeah. And, and that, it, all that lining up. And it can be one of those things, like, you don't even really notice if, like, if the, if the rhythm of the edit isn't very good, you almost don't notice it until you have, like, a good rhythm to it. And then you watch it again, and you're like, oh, that was way better, right? Even if there is right. no music, like, you know, it can just be, like, you know, just a sh- bunch of shots of a guy walking down the street um you know one person could edit it and like it's just kind of like random and haphazard i guess but then someone can kind of come in and you know cut it to like their own internal beat and then when you watch it it feels like there's a song playing underneath it even though there isn't right absolutely yeah. well that's so true that's so true and it, it, it'll have its own kind of like you said like its own rhythm or its own beat yeah well wow great answer i was gonna say like crossword puzzles so that was great <laughs> <answer>. <laughs> Maybe not crossword puzzles, but I should have crossword puzzles. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the obvious. Darn it. No, I, I just feel like um, having like a drummer brain, um, you you identify patterns easier. Yeah, and I just think that like you kind of see the patterns, like patterns in the world, and yeah. um, and I find like that uh, with like Sudoku, like it's I love doing crosswords. Sudoku, I like have a good time, but I really love crosswords. But I think I'm better at Sudoku. Okay, and I think that's because I can I see patterns. Um, a little bit like a little bit better and I, I 
associate that a lot with my drumming. Right. Also, and you can confirm this because Malcolm is a fairly new, maybe like a year into learning guitar. Mm -hmm. So um, when I picked up the guitar, uh, I never have once struggled with strumming. Yeah, it's um, it's been like it, it kind of depends. Like it mostly depends on what my left hand's doing with the strumming. Usually like I can just kind of stay in it. But if I kind of am doing something like slightly uh, syncopated or something with my hands, mm. I can usually throw me off. But yeah, like it definitely it didn't take a lot for me to like really get the rhythm. Um, and especially like on the acoustic guitar doing like the, the thumb chuck or whatever, when you get like that right. slap against the strings as like the yeah. snare kind of thing. Pow! Yeah, yeah, I find that's I, I don't want to say easy because um, I, I have a difficult time like getting it to sound consistent. But like just the rhythm of like my hand doing the same thing over and over again, I find is like fairly easy. Just kind of like keep it going. Yeah, I, I think, you know, because I, I, I when I started learning the guitar, I was 16. So I'd already been drumming for like six years mm -hmm. and uh, the strumming always came really easy to me. Uh, and I didn't really think much of it. And then there'd be times where like, you know, a friend be like, oh, can you teach me a chord? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. Or I'm teaching a kid like, yeah, sure. And then I show them a chord. And then the strumming is just like, does not compute. Yeah. And then I think I just kind of had this moment of like, oh, maybe it was a bit easier to me because I had already been drumming. Yeah. So I think there's, there's a relationship there. Totally. Um, but yeah, so I, there's the, the lesson there is like, you know, being, being a musician, period. Yeah. will have a lot of transferable skills. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like definitely just like, you know, how to play a song and like the song structure and all of that. I feel like I didn't even really need to learn that on the guitar. I just needed to learn like, you know, what pieces fit into that song structure, but I already knew how to play songs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, Malcolm, hit me with your first question. Hit me with your best shot. My first question is what are you most particular about when it comes to your instrument? Ooh. You know, this is a good question for me because um, I think in general, I'm not, you're talking about like the, like the actual physical instrument. Yeah. Like, not like, the, yeah, yeah, like in terms like of like, you know, drumsticks or like how your kit is set up or like how high yeah. your drum is, that type of stuff. Oh, wow. That's, this is a great question. I, in general, I'm not picky about quality of instruments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know why I've never been someone who's like, you know, super, super worried about like the quality of my stick or the quality of like a drum so much, but I am really picky about positioning yeah. of the drums. So, um, and also like, you know, I say that, you know, within reason, because if a drum sounds bad, I'm not happy, yeah. but, um, but like, I don't need like the top of the line, best thing ever. Yeah. Like I'd rather just like get a drum off the side of the street and buy new heads and tune it. Right. Um, but which I have done many, many times. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Most of my drums. So Most yeah, of your you furniture know. is that, so. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> you, you guys should have seen my backyard. I, now it's turning around, but it used to be all furniture from the side of the road. <laughs> but I, was, I just bought a house. I was being thrifty. Uh, yeah, so for me, like, when I'm playing, like, uh, standing, mm -hmm. the drum has to be at the exact right height. Mm -hmm. Like I, if, if it's, especially if it's a little too low, I'm like, I can't even. Yeah, it really, it, I hate low it really drum. throws you off. Like, you remember pre-COVID when we would go up to the, like, the kids and we'd actually play on their drums. Yeah. And, like, all the time my feet would be, like, way spread apart just so I could get down to, like, the level of... Yeah. Because I... And a lot of people, like, when we were in the band, I remember, like, Lauren and them, they would just, like, hunch over and play. Yeah. I, oh, I can't do on that. On our drums? I can't do that. I have to, like... My, my waist has to be at the level. Like, my torso has to be upright. And then the other thing with Kit um, is I, I can't handle things i angled towards me 
I hate that. I don't understand. I hate I, that. <laughs> I find always when people have electronic drums, they always tilt the drums at like a 70 degree angle. Yeah. And like, I, and it's it like, just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, how can you? Do we understand like the physics of sticks bouncing? Yeah. Like it's, it drives me crazy, especially when like you go into a music store or something and you see drums and like everything's just tilted like yeah. 90 degrees. <laughs> you're like, who is playing this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. My, like my, uh, my drum set. So my snare drum, very buddy rich. I like my snare drum to be like really flat maybe even a, a hair away from Okay, me. yeah, I can see that. And then I like my rack tom to be as flat as possible. Yep. And I like my floor tom to be as flat as possible. And then, like, all my cymbals, like, my cymbals are all super flat, and then the crash is just angled slightly. Yeah, I like pretty flat cymbals. Yeah, flat, flat, yeah. flat. I actually, flat, 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 flat. Going back to the, um, like, people hunching over playing on drums and stuff, I remember, like, when I first joined Team Tour, like, because, like, we had those, like, wooden tables, right? That was so graciously yeah. built by your grandfather. And thank, Yes, thank you for the shout-out. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I remember, like, since I was in Symbols and, like, I was already 15 and, like, I was just a big kid, like, at the time. Like, I had to, like, spread my legs super far. And, like, one of the instructors was like, hey, like, what are you doing? Stop doing that. Like, look, I can play super low. And he started playing and his sticks were, like, they must have been, <laughs> again, like, a 70-degree angle. Like, this, like, crazy yeah. angle. And I'm like dude like i'm not that's <laughs> i'm not about that even like, then even then you have to know that like you're you're losing that moment yeah. when you're gonna get the best sound yeah. and it, you're you're hitting that moment you're passing that moment and then you're hitting the yeah. pad and it's like i can drum like that but <laughs> i shouldn't but why would yeah. i yeah but i shouldn't <laughs> and that was like that was like the big thing eh? yeah. like that was so tough and like you would always get like on a table with like four other kids and you'd just be like, oh, please be my yeah. <laughs> Please, I want to be on the table. I used to do that with the snare line where I'd, where I'd adjust the snare line. Yeah. I think I eventually just started bringing my own pad. And, like, I would stack, like, a book and stuff underneath right. it. And then people would be like, hey, what are you doing? Like, just put on the table. And it's like, does, why does nobody care about this? Like, this is yeah, an yeah. issue. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. So, there you go. I think that's it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. It's something I didn't really think about myself too, too much. I'm, like, I'm very... But uh I don't know. I, I've always been like super into like, you know, like drum height and like how the harness is adjusted and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it, but um, I, I always like to analyze that stuff. So I thought that'd be an interesting question for you. Yeah. Very interesting question. I really like that question. Okay. Number two, <laughs> number two for me. Here we go. Um, have you ever after a performance, <laughs> have you ever after a performance cried? because of joy and if not when was the closest or most emotional you were after a performance have i ever cried um no i don't think i have and it was it was kind of the it was almost weird like i remember when i did my summer at pacific crest like and we did our final show for the summer like tons of people were crying and that would have been when sure. i was most emotional because you know you spend the whole summer like pouring your heart into one thing and then it's over and um, but it just, it never came to the surface for me. Like, I remember like feeling sad, but I was more so like, just kind of like looking around and like seeing other people crying. I guess that's where I got yeah. like the release, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I never really, even when like I had my last performance at team tour, I was just kind of like, yep, yeah, on to the next thing. Like I didn't really, uh, I didn't really get too emotional about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just heartless. Yeah, that might be it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just so we're clear, I haven't either, but... <laughs> But, like, there's definitely times where, you know, like, you get emotional after yeah. performance or whatever. And for me, that, like, my last par parade with the band was, like, a little bit emotional. I'm not a crier, really, yeah. so I don't cry either. But 
like I remember being like, damn, like that was that was cool. And like, you know, the end of an era, but very much like you, I was just ready for the next yeah. step. So um, but it was still, you know, it was, it was special. And then I just remember um, our Rose Bowl performance, mm-hmm. like when when uh, we did our uh, and, and, and uh, the uh, band fest and everybody after it, because like this has been the first year in years where we had actually performed a field right. show. So we had worked pretty hard for it and we were just like really proud of ourselves. And when it ended, it was just like, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and because like, yeah, at that point we hadn't done a field show in probably like, well, not since I've right. been. So it was just kind of like a, a really big, really big moment. And I remember looking around and seeing like all the, because I was, I had just got snare. I think it was my second year in right. the band and everyone else or my third year in the band, but everyone else was just like crying. Wow. Right. And, and I remember looking around at all the like members who were older than me and being like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, this really was something. Wasn't yeah. It? Like, yeah, it was awesome. Like, oh, man, people are getting emotional. Yeah. I remember our, like our, our, our drum majors, like our male drum majors crying and being like, wow, Damn. that was something. Eh? That was something. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's like, always yeah. interesting to see uh, like when people cry at certain things, because like some people, it seems like the, the smallest thing will just like trigger them. Like, you know, their their parents came or something like that. And that made them cry. <laughs> I'd be crying a lot. <laughs> Super supportive parents. <laughs> oh man. I did. Um, I just wanted to share with you if I hadn't already and the audience that I performed um, at my church mm-hmm. recently yep. again. Uh, I played the nice. drums and uh, afterwards I asked my mother if she was embarrassed of me <laughs> and uh, she said oh, no. Good. So yeah. So it, for those of you who don't know about the really embarrassing story of me playing guitar at my church when I was uh, 16 or 17 um, and I, I had redeemed myself this time around. <laughs> And, uh, and then here's the, here's the, I love this, like, you know, this real sort of like, and now, um, not analogy, what's it called? Oh, anthology, this really anthology, like anthology kind of, of, of my story <laughs> with this. But I learned after the fact that the only reason why I was asked to play guitar at church is because my mom told them that I played <laughs> guitar. So it's not just a full circle story. Yeah. And I was like, you've got to be kidding and, me. So you set me up to it. And she had the gall <laughs> to say that she was disappointed. Like, exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, redeemed myself, played my actual instrument at the church and uh, went really well. So that's great. All right, Malcolm, your second question. Um, so if you could play drums for any like recorded song, what would it be? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like... You know Whether what? you're like copying yeah. the original or like you you've heard this song and like you own. know exactly what you would play type of deal. Wow, you know what? It's funny you say that because like I um that used to be my thing, right? Is like when I was a kid, I would play the music yep. all the time, and I don't do it too much anymore. But um, like three things just popped okay. in my head. Okay, and I'm shocked that these three things popped <laughs> in my head, <laughs> especially because one of them, um is like uh so there's this song by eric whitaker and it's called sleep and it's my one of my favorite songs uh it's 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 for um uh choir but there's um an adaptation where there's like uh, a percussion section to it and I, i played it once but it's just one of those songs where like doing cymbal swells is just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it would literally, like literally it would just be me on the suspended cymbal and like maybe the vibes nice. or something. But like, I would just like every, and it's just like the way that that song builds is just so gorgeous. I would cool. love that. Um, so that's one thing that popped in my head. Another thing that pops into my head is um, uh, I really like just like hi-hat, snare, bass drum 
just like uh doing like a hip hop okay. track just like with yeah, those yeah. three things and like one of my favorite songs is sunday candy by um the social experiment which is chance the okay. rappers group like love that song and i would just oh i would just go off on it, it could i also rap on if, it? yeah <laughs> i mean in this hypothetical world you can you can do it yeah yeah time. yeah well you're building the constraints so yeah you, you, you could okay, like cool. draw as as long as you do them both at the same time yeah no no yeah cool. be both at the same time that would be sure. sick that would okay, be like, sweet we should start a yeah, yeah. and have that <laughs> yeah okay great and then like you'll be <laughs> this is what we're yeah. coming back to okay great so we'll start a band i'm play the piano um malcolm plays the guitar uh matt's gonna be our singer so now we just yeah. needed a drummer and a rapper. perfect you can also rap on the keyboard <laughs> but yeah. i'm gonna rap yeah i'm gonna rap on the keyboard yeah yeah for sure that's <laughs> hilarious uh and then the third thing that third thing that came to mind is um when i was just started drumming i one of my first drum books was a blink 182 nice. like greatest hits and one of the first songs i ever learned was um uh, okay yeah classic and and um first yep. date those two were like the first and i like, st- still to this day when i go to the drum set i i think of like i kind of just go to first date nice. a little bit um and that that and um alexis on fires um um oh which is what song is it alexis on fires that i used to play all the time and it starts with the drums. Ding, ding, cats, ding, cats, ding, ding, cats, ding, cats, ding, ding, cats, ding, cats, ding, cats, ding, cats. I recognize the drum beat, but I don't know the song off the top of my head. Oh, I can't. I don't. I'm having trouble remembering how it starts because it goes, there's like a guitar comes and goes, it's all like coming back, but yeah, I wouldn't be able to. I know. It was like after their, I don't think it was on the, the same album as Boiled Frogs, that one. I think it was the one before that. Anyways, mm. besides the point. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yep, there it is. There Good it answers. is. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. That's great. What about you? Oh, I don't know. Like, I'm scrolling through my Spotify right now trying to uh, come up. I was, like, hoping you wouldn't ask me, honestly, but... <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Wait, when you, I'm gonna be, when you asked me, um, the first thing that came to mind was, I have no clue yeah. to have an answer. And then somehow, as, as I thought about it and we talked, I came up with answers. So, there you go. That's hilarious. Well, I mean, um, for the sake, why don't you think about it? For the sake of time, I'll just ask you okay. a third question here. This one, um, it's a bit nebulous, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. prepare yourself. But um, kind of, kind of a bit of a two-parter. It's why, why drums, why <laughs> drums, <laughs> and then, like, out of all the instruments you could have chosen, um, and you've chosen drums. So I'm not going to ask you why you chose drums, but I'm going to ask you what do you think is the best part about being a drummer versus being any other instrument? Like, why is being a drummer so cool? What's the thing? What's the thing? Um, I'm, I'm thinking you're going to solve everyone's problems with this answer. Well, I find, I find like, <laughs> you know, the drums are the most, like, beginner-friendly, for one. Yes. Um, and, you know, I picked drums because, like... I started playing rock band and like, as soon as like you get to a certain point of rock band, like you're just playing the drum chart. So like, I eventually just yeah, realized like, Oh, okay. I can play the drums now. Basically. Um, I remember I'd like tried guitar, like I was in guitar lessons, but it just, it didn't stick with me at the time. I just wasn't interested enough in it. Um, but yeah, I think drums, like, I also think it's like one of the more like visceral instruments where you know like the sticks are like in a in a but your sticks and feet are like a uh, an extension of your body you know whereas like with guitar or other instruments like it's kind of just all in the fingers like it's not really a whole body experience um so i think i think like what like 
I don't know. And I find like lately, especially like um, now that I've like, I guess I can say I've mastered my technique and I'm like uber relaxed. Like I find like I love just the feeling of like the sticks vibrating in my hands and that type of thing. And yeah. like when you're just in that great like pocket of being super relaxed, super comfortable, um, I find it's just like what's the word I'm trying to come up with? Like it's it's like relaxing, you know, it it just helps me. It's just like it's it's holistic. holistic. Yeah, that's a great word for it. Mm, yeah. Thank so, you. Thank you. Yeah, and I mean, even like while I've been trying to play guitar and that type of thing, I'll always just go back to drums and just kind of like ground myself. And it's it's also like it's so simple, right? Like one thing I say yeah. when I'm teaching all the time is like, guys, remember, like it's just right or left. That's all <laughs> it is. You know, and like it's it's partly yeah. a joke because it's obviously a lot more complicated. Yeah, than that. yeah. But at the same time, like it's literally it's that yeah, simple. Yeah, break it down. It's just a pattern of right and left. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So you know, point. you don't really have to. You don't have to worry about like if you're in tune or you know vibrato or anything like that. It's just right or left, right or left, and you just kind of keep moving through and, it. And that's kind of like yeah that's like what you break it down to. And then you kind of yeah. build from that for sure. But yeah, that's, I mean, you're right. And drumming, it, it is that full, I, I do love that part where it does feel like your whole body yeah. is the instrument and, and that kind of like, you know, using the sticks as like the vehicle to yeah. make the sound. People often think that because we have almost like sticks and mallets between us and our instrument, that that right. creates like distance. I think it brings us but even closer. It doesn't feel like that. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like that at all, right? Like, it, it really feels like our whole body yeah. is the instrument. And, and the body Totally, and like, yeah, I'm, like, tapping on my chest it, and my legs. I'm doing that stuff all the time. Yeah, we can do our Yeah, thing and, like, that's and another great part, too, right? Like, there's no, uh, like, practice pad equivalent for a saxophone, you know? Right. And, and if there are, they're expensive. Or they're just, just not stupid. Like, why would you buy it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's so true. And I keep seeing seeing things like that pop up where it's just like now you can practice your saxophone, you know, in the blah, blah, blah. And it's like only going to cost you twelve hundred dollars. Like, oh man, just buy a saxophone. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Where it's like for us, I'm like, hey, here's a here's a square of gum rubber. Yeah, here's a mouse surface. pad that I found. <laughs> Throw it on the ground. Yeah, even yeah, exactly. I think uh, I think another great. thing, yeah, too, is like another philosophy I kind of have is like, you know, I don't really play the drums. I just kind of play the sticks and it's just whatever I'm hitting with the sticks. Sure. And that's another great part, too, is like if you have a pair of sticks, you can you can drum on anything. You know, you can drum on concrete. Yeah. You can drum on the, the handrail at your school or or whatever. And it's it's um, you can just do so many things with, you know, just one pair of sticks. Whereas like if you have an electric guitar like, yeah, you can put it through a bunch of things, but it's still, like, just the sounds of the electric guitar. Yeah, you can try to play the violin, mm -hmm. but you're going to have to, like, completely, you know, relearn everything. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's so yeah, translatable uh, to, like, so many different applications. Like, even just all the stuff I've done with, like, marching percussion. Like, yeah, I haven't done a ton of drum set stuff, but I still feel like I could easily, like, take the rudiments and throw them around the kit, and it would be, it would be, you know, out oh, of sure. just... Yeah, Past I would just have impassable. to get used to like where the drums are, but um, like the the core of it is just right or left. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, it's so true, and it, it really is, yeah. And and the other th great thing is like when it comes to starting out as as a drummer, um, like it doesn't it takes no convincing to tell a parent like buy your kid a pair of sticks, and if this isn't for them, you wasted yeah, twenty. Yeah, if that. Bucks. Yeah, like 
if that. So like, that's just such, such a great, like what a great amount of money to like, see yeah, if this totally. is your kid's passion. Right. It's like nothing. And then like, like I saw them you can buy a pad, right. Or you can just like yeah. use a mouse pad or you can uh, use buckets. Right. So it's a really cost effective way to find out if this is going to be well, your also kid's thing. too, like um, more so also than as well. Else. Like, you know, if, if your kid is just like sitting at school and they have two pencils and they just kind of start to tap stuff out and get into it, like that can be how a drummer is created. Right. Where like, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's definitely one of those. You're not going to create exactly. a violinist. Like you could way. pick up <laughs> any two objects and start hitting them on something and bam, you're a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine like, just like signing your kid for for violin lessons being like yeah like all the time he just puts one hand out to the side and another hand and he just like strokes it back and forth in between his chin and his hand and it's like and that's how i knew i knew he was going to be a violinist just because like he's always doing that (laughs) he just always just you know what i mean like when he's thinking when he's standing around when he's in class like he's always just (laughs) bowing he's gonna be an excellent bower (laughs) oh my gosh yeah, he's just a classic bower. <laughs> That's good. That's funny. All right. Well, there you have it. All right. And Malcolm, I guess so I have like question. three questions that I'm kind of bouncing between right now. And like one of oh, them wow. would like put you really okay. on the spot. It would make things really uncomfortable, probably. I, ha- I have, I have, okay. a, I have an idea. It would make me, no, I don't think you can make me uncomfortable. Could, we could do a, we, uh, try, try, mother. Where you just have to like, okay. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. So hit me one, two, three, and I'm okay. going to answer them in like two minutes. If you couldn't play drums anymore, what instrument would you play? Mm, I've always okay. been interested in the trombone for some reason. And I've also always been interested in the cello. And keep in mind, I'm not picking like piano okay. or guitar because I can already kind of play those. So yeah, nice. trombone or cello. How many like strokes do you think you've played over your entire career? <laughs> <laughs> can Just I possibly how many do you think? <laughs> like, I, I, it has I to be in the middle. I'm so like I I want to know. There's no way it's not one person's, like especially like marching percussion, right? Because there's so many roles and stuff. Like yeah, so many roles, and you're counting a you're counting a diddle as two strokes. How many times have I hit stick or stick to stick to surface? Oh, and it's got to be in the stick to surface. Oh my gosh, it's got (laughs) to be in the millions. There's no way it's not. I think it would. Like honestly, I would. Do you think it's like up to ten? Yeah, ten million, man. That's a crazy. Because you, that's like, crazy. Think about like all the rehearsals you've done. I have no and, like... clue. I kind of want to break yeah. down the math on and it. Well... Like, like for example, like let's look at yeah. like Street Beat, okay? Like a, a song that's played frequently. If we could mathematically figure out how many strokes are in Street Beat, and then like let's just like multiply that by how many songs we think we play in like a rehearsal. Yeah. And then like you know what I mean? Like we could come yeah, up we'll, with Yeah, we'll do that yes, offline. For sure. We won't, but... we won't do that on the podcast. That can yeah, be a separate wow, podcast. That would be crazy. <laughs> Where we just like go one, <laughs> yeah. two, three, four, five, six. All right, and, seven, and here's the uh the on the spot question. Who do you like playing with better? Okay. Me or Matt? <laughs> <laughs> oh Matt, obviously it's Matt. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you know what though? Like um, Matt, Matt and I were talking the other day um, and because like it, Matt, well, Matt and I have a different relationship than you and I do. And you and Matt yeah. have a different relationship than yeah. you and I do as well. Right. So, I mean, like drumming with people, it's always going to be different and awesome and in, in like their different ways. Um, I love playing with you and Matt a lot because mm-hmm. we come from the same background and then yeah. we kind of branched off differently. So we have like, the same kind of like education and the same kind of core, but 
we have like different experiences. So like when the three of us jam, it, it really, like I love when we jam because it kind of shows that. And I love when we teach because yeah, totally. it shows that, that too, right? You kind of focus on those. <laughs> but you got, areas. you got to pick one though. <laughs> so who is it? Yeah. Is it Matt? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Man, like the, the really messed up thing is there's a party that's like, let me just answer this, answer this genuinely. Like, let me think about it <laughs> and actually answer it. But I have no clue. You know what, though? Like, oh, man, that is, that's a, like, if I really were to answer this genuinely, that is a tough question for sure. Because I love, um, I feel like playing with you really okay. challenges like me, like, uh, like rudiment, like rudimentally. Like we really, like, you know, when you and I before that one gala and yeah. we were just doing like splits and like, yeah, really, yeah. And, like stuff like that, like. I love doing, I love doing that with, with you and like kind of making clean stuff with Matt. I feel like we have more of this, like, um, uh, what's the word before? Like a more creative kind of like yeah. expression. It's kind of like stuff. a big picture. And like, w- um, like you can kind, come up yeah, with like yeah. general, like yeah. beats and like, you know, ideas that like span over like a whole bar. Whereas for me, I can just be like, Oh, we should put in a book report here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's very, yeah. Micro versus macro. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, great question. That's hilarious. I do feel like um, you two kind of like feed yeah, my totally. Venn diagram. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're all like a perfect <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Venn diagram so, for each I, other. Yeah, like yeah. a three-circle Venn diagram. Yeah, it's perfect. And then in the middle, <laughs> love, love slash drums. <laughs> yeah, love slash drums. And then yeah. Matt and I have like baseball over here. Hockey. You, know, you and I, what do you and I have? I mean, I guess, but I don't really. I like. I, right, I'm not um, passionate about hockey. We gotta figure out. We got. We'll figure out what rhythm games. Guitar <laughs> Hero, which we haven't played. Rhythm games. No, but I do love Guitar oh, Hero. Love Guitar Hero. That's so funny. Guitar Hero is great. There it is. All right. Well, there it is. We did it. Great. I love that. We got through it all. That's awesome. No, hey, I'm Alexa. Like that she can't hear you. Alexa. Oh, you. Oh, yes, yeah, right. Okay. Well, well. Please check your Wi-Fi network. Okay. We'll, all right thanks thanks for coming alexa i'll make sure to check that <laughs> oh i'm crying a little bit alexa again. i don't know just why, I, your funny I, don't know why I can't handle her oh. she really does i don't know why oh ah. i said i would ah, classic classic alexa always cutting us off chiming in oh okay so Malcolm, now we are ending the podcast. What is something you are? I've been listening to? to tons and tons and tons of John Mayer, like over and over again. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes sense learning, with your guitar. Uh, like a lot of songs. Like uh, I've I've just learned uh, "Who Says" on acoustic guitar, which is fun. Yeah, um, oh, nice. and uh, yeah. "Stop This Train." Um, but yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of the huge one that I'm into right now. Um, let's see if Love I can. It find something else too that i've been listening to oh well and, i mean ask, uh, ask alexa <laughs> yeah oliver tree loving him he's uh you down. should check out the music video for cash machine it's like out of this world it's super wild super crazy there's a bright pink delorean in it yeah okay it, love that i've written it down yeah and oliver he tree, uh he's like people are saying that he's like a discount 21 pilots but he was making music before them. And like the lead singer of 21 pilots followed Oliver on SoundCloud before 21 pilots was a thing. Yeah. Ah, the so. conspiracy. <laughs> All yeah. coming together. Well, okay, cool. I'll check it. I've been, uh, I kind of jumped back um, okay. into run the jewels a little bit uh, and I really enjoy run the jewels. So I was 
re-listening to Run the Jewels 3, which is my favorite of theirs. And then I am continuing to listen to their newest album, which I'd only really listened to like once or twice when it came out, but I'm getting back into it. We'll got, some, got some great tunes on there. Um, okay. Not family friendly, but wonderful to listen to if you are of a certain age and enjoy um, really politically <laughs> okay. driven rap too, actually. Okay. If I, if I, if I do say so myself, like check really, it out. really good content. Yeah. You gotta check it out. It's a good time. We did All right. It. Wow. Malcolm, we did it. Alexa. Woo, Alexa, we did it. Please check your Wi-Fi network. Classic. Always coming in with the banger. Classic. Classic Alexa. You know, I, just, I, I will end with this. There's a character. I think you would really appreciate the humor in this. There's a character in Star Trek, um, Deep Space Nine, <laughs> named Morn. And he basically, there's yeah. a bar at, on Deep Space Nine. And you always see him just sitting at the bar. Never <laughs> in the show does he ever say a word. He's always sitting there, but then whenever the characters talk about him when he's not around, they talk about him like he's That's the best awesome. storyteller. He's so funny. Like he's this crazy personality. And then, but you never see him like that. And yeah, I think it's I just such that. a great bit. <laughs> yeah, of them just be like, oh, like we at Morn's party the other night. Like, yeah, <laughs> like he was telling me that joke. But yeah, about that, That's man. Awesome. That guy's crazy. And then like he's just at the bar, not talking, not like yeah. he's because he's an alien. So his like prosthetics and all that, like he could, probably couldn't even talk if he wanted to. Just like this big bulky, maybe, maybe like at the end of the series, so give him like a James Earl Jones voice, and he'll like tell some like epic story or something like that. Well, I, I oh, hate no. to, I don't, I don't know how to break this to you, but the show oh. is in, in the late nineties. <laughs> oh, sure like, so, so I mean, show? that's embarrassing. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So I mean, he never, he never got. He never got a chance. He never got a chance. I don't think he did. I feel like they did do something special for him. Okay. You know what? Let's save this for our Star Trek podcast. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> good. I, I could do a whole Star Trek podcast just talking about the... Um, we should the do a podcast titles, of like things that you're really into that I'm not. And I'm just there to like break the ice and like be the, the outsider for all those people that also aren't fans. Like baseball, too. Like the, like the other day when we were at yeah, your oh place my gosh, when I with Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I could talk about yeah baseball and Star Trek for forever, <laughs> so that's a great yeah. Count me in, count me in. All right, Malcolm and Alexa, thank you so much for being on. Uh, thank you for having we'll, us. Uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> All right, Alexa, <laughs> say for bye. Us. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, bye. Please check your Wi-Fi network. <laughs> Classic. Bye. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. Well, there you have it. Another week. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Malcolm and Alexa for coming on and sharing some insights with us and asking some questions and answering some questions. Uh, We had a lot of fun, obviously, with this one this week, and we hope that it brought a smile to your face as well. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Have a great weekend. I hope that you're able to uh, eat some good food and socially distance see some family at the same time. All right. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Bye.